0: Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's day 369. We've come to 1 Samuel chapter 3. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help. Father, your word is precious, full of truth and life. Write it on our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so in 1 Samuel chapter 3, we have the Lord's call Then the Lord called to Samuel and said, Here I am. Sorry. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel, at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end, and I declare to him that I am about to punish his house forever, for the iniquity that he knew, because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's sons shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay until evening. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he said, Here I am. And Eli said, What was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you, and more also, if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything, and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. That's First Samuel chapter 3. It's a very famous story from the life of Samuel. It's one that's in children's storybook Bibles, and you've probably heard it. Many times in your life, or maybe this is the first time you're hearing it if you're new to the Bible. But remember, Eli's sons were very much dishonoring the Lord. We saw that two days ago when we were in 1 Samuel chapter 2. Eli's sons were taking what was rightfully the Lord's sacrifice. The fat was to be burnt up on the altar, and they would take it for themselves. They would take meat that was uh, not they were not entitled to. And, and they would do so boldly. And they would do so even threatening violence uh, and threatening to take it by force if it wasn't given to them. And they were laying with the women who served at the door of the tabernacle. So they were greedy, gluttonous, sexually immoral. And Eli did nothing to stop them. He expressed his displeasure. He, he expressed his dismay at what they were doing. But he did nothing to stop them. And here we see that God is going to judge Eli and his house because Eli feared his sons more than he feared the Lord. Because Eli respected and covered for and protected his sons more than he respected and covered uh, for the holiness of God's house. And that's pretty much a definition of idolatry when you put something in the place of God. Elias, high priest, was called to make God and the things of God and the holiness of the temple and the service in the tabernacle and at the altar the highest priority, because God alone is God. But instead of making that his highest priority, he gave way to his sons and gave in to them. And now he's being judged for that. But the way that God calls Samuel is, is very interesting. He calls with an audible voice. We know it's an audible voice and not just a thought in his mind or a feeling in his heart. Because when he first hears the voice of the Lord, he thinks it's Eli. Such an audible voice, such a, such a distinct sound, clear, he goes to Eli. And yet it's a voice that only Samuel can hear. Because when Samuel hears the voice of the Lord calling him, Eli is sleeping not far away and he goes to him and says here I am for you called me and he says I did not call you which means Eli's not hearing the voice himself so this is a very unique call um, God calls prophets in different ways uh, throughout the scriptures uh, he called to Moses from a burning bush he calls to Isaiah with a great vision of the glory of the Lord filling the temple <clears throat> he calls to Ezekiel with a great vision of the throne of God as as a as a wheeled chariot, wheels within wheels, um, and here he calls to the prophet Samuel with an audible voice that Samuel hears as an audible voice, but which only Samuel can hear, and that's very distinct. Each of these is is given in such a way so it's very distinct that the prophet would know that this is God and not just their own imagination, not just their own intuition, not just their own sense of a feeling that they have. Uh, sometimes today you have people who claim to be prophets <clears throat> and who aren't. And usually what they mistake as being prophecy or the voice of the Lord is just, is just a feeling they have within themselves. And so they have a feeling that something is or is not or whatever, and they say, well, this is the voice of the Lord. But when the Lord actually calls a prophet, he does so with, with remarkable signs that are distinct and that are clearly recognizable as this must be from God. And that's how we know that Samuel is a prophet called by the Lord. The other remarkable thing we see about Samuel here is that uh, Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord, and verse 19 tells us none of his words fell to the ground. This echoes actually what we read in the book of Joshua when we were there, and that is that none of the Lord's words fell none of them failed to come to pass but he he fulfilled all of his word when the lord speaks the lord speaks with the authority of one who is able to bring about that which he speaks and so the word of the lord never fails sometimes it's not fulfilled the way we would expect either in the timing of the fulfilling or in the manner of the fulfilling it doesn't always meet human expectation but the word of the Lord, one of the ways we know that it is a word from the Lord and not the word of imagination of man is that it never fails. It never falls to the ground. Uh, and so we see some important marks here. And, and finally, one more thing I want to note is that Eli is, is really challenging Samuel here not to fear men, but to fear the Lord. I think it's very interesting that that's how God uses Eli in Samuel's life because Eli's own problem is that he fears man more than the Lord. He fears his sons. He doesn't want to lose his sons. He doesn't want to lose their affection or that relationship or whatever. Uh, and so he fears man, his sons, more than the Lord. But Samuel puts Eli in a place where when Eli is afraid to tell the vision to Eli, to, um, when Samuel is afraid to tell the vision to Eli, we read that in verse 15, Samuel is afraid to tell the vision to Eli. Eli confronts him and says, Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. It is the fear of the Lord that Eli wants Samuel to be guided by. Because he knows from his own sad life experience that if you're not led by the fear of the Lord, if you don't honor the word of the Lord, then you're going to be driven by something else. Everyone uh, is driven by something that controls their lives, some fear, some hope, some promise, some expectation, some reliance, some dependence. We all put our faith somewhere. And the fear of the Lord is another way of talking about faith in the Lord. And the fear of man is another way of talking about faith in man. We all live according to something, some guiding principle or rule that is the center, that is the core of what drives us. And generally it is pleasing God or pleasing others Pleasing ourselves, and one of those is going to determine our lives. Eli's sons lived by the rule of pleasing themselves, Eli lived by the rule of pleasing his sons, Samuel would live by the rule of pleasing the Lord. And it's my hope and prayer that that would be us that we would have our eyes so fixed on the Lord that we would say, With Jesus, my food is to do the will of Him who sent me. I have come not to do my own will but to do the will of him who sent me. Ultimately, Jesus is the fulfillment of this role of prophet in a perfect, in a perfection that no one else has ever had, where every single thing he did was always perfectly in alignment with God's will and God's word. And so nothing Jesus ever did or ever said was ever inadequate or ever fell short of the perfect mark so may the lord be pleased to make us more like samuel and ultimately more like jesus let's pray father thank you for your love thank you for your word thank you for being with us and never leaving us or forsaking us thank you for just giving us this model in samuel who is himself a reflection of christ that we might see what it means to live as your faithful people help us to receive your word written in the scriptures, without mistake, given from you as the word of God. Help us to receive your word, to treasure it, to do it, to share it boldly, and to live in fear of you and in faith by faith in you, Father, in a way that pleases you and that reflects Christ in us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's First Samuel 3. Tomorrow we're going to move on to First Samuel 4. Hope you can join me for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.